Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside live right here on Sports Grid. And the game of the week for week three in the NFL is no doubt about it. The Rams against the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A tight, tight number, but one that has moved in the direction of the Tampa Bay Bucks, laying a point and a half plus 108. Donnie on the Rams money line, a big total there, 55 and a half. Yeah, it is a big total in that, which is interesting to see. But you're looking at both offenses. We know they can really rise to the occasion and score points. But we have some of that theory where you say in a baseball game, hey, it's a playoff type atmosphere. Maybe they slow it down. Key ingredient in this game for me, and sometimes you can't look because there's 11 starters on each side, right? Antonio Brown, if he misses this football game, that is huge. You saw Tom Brady, the rapport he's built with him, sort of opens up that offense where he's wide open over the middle seemingly time and time again, throwing Rob Gronkowski and also Godwin coupled up with Evans on the outside. You have the semblance of a really good offense. Is it still really good without Antonio Brown? Absolutely it is. But I think that might be a slight hindrance. But also when we take a look at the opening lines this week at the FanDuel Sportsbook here in New Jersey, minus one and a half, right, as a favorite towards the Rams. Where do we sit today on Friday? Minus one and a half as a favorite towards the Buccaneers. So a lot of people with that same, when we talked about it throughout the week of how this game is going to progress. Wait a second here, Kevin. I can get Tom Brady and the Buccaneers with points. I don't care where they're playing, who they're playing, sign me up. And it looks like that was certainly relevant as now they are the favorite. Looking at this game, the matchup I like the best here. It's the offensive line for Tampa Bay, which is very good, going again up against one of the single best defensive performers on the defensive line that you're ever going to see. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Aaron Donald is as good as it gets. For a non-mobile quarterback like Tom Brady, the last thing you want to see is pressure in your face. Now, Brady's a great quarterback. He knows it's coming. This is going to be a surprise, Kevin, at first like, whoa. I don't expect Aaron Donald to be rushing me just like he is. He does that to everybody. So the game plan will be put in to sort of try to slow down Aaron Donald here. But I think if Aaron Donald wins his matchup here, I like the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. That's where I'm going with this one. Donnie, I, I agree because I view these teams on the same level. I think that these are the two best teams the NFC has to offer. The difference is the Rams are home. And I still think home field advantage matters. Look at how good the Rams were on that Sunday night game against the Chicago Bears. And look, you can say, yeah, it was the Bears, but Bears looked a lot better, especially on the defensive side of the ball, didn't they, in week number two? Also, this is the first game for Tampa Bay going on the road. I do not think the Rams are just an easy team to move past. And getting them at at any kind of a plus price on their home field is something that I think you need to make a play on. I also, Donnie, find this total just so interesting because this was a game when I saw it on the docket, but we didn't have numbers. I said, this is an over game. I can't wait to bet this over. 50 and a half probably won't be high enough. Well, clearly the book knew the deal. The jig was up. 55 and a half is a big time total for two teams who I think a lot of people hold their defenses in high regard. The interesting thing is we saw the Rams last week give up 24 to the Indianapolis Colts. It felt like the Bears moved the football well in week number one. The Bucs have allowed both of their opponents to get over their respective team totals there, giving up nearly 27 a game to start this season. As the radio audience enters the fold, appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side here. Donnie, you look at the 55 and a half. It's high, but is it high enough? I think it's high enough. And technically, 
do I think points are going to be scored? Yes, I do. But 55 and a half, everything has to go your way. But when you try to take a look even mm-hmm. at a side, because both of these offenses can do damage. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. It seems like they'll be able to move the football. Whether or not they can cash in with touchdowns as opposed to field goals, we'll take a look at. But if we're watching defense per defense here for me, Kevin, if we look at the Rams, Elite defensive front wide, just because you have Aaron Donald. You can have three pedestrian guys with Aaron Donald. That front line is going to be elite. Athletic linebackers and a very good secondary. When we take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, very good defensive line. Athletic linebackers, but questions in that secondary. Sean McVay, one of the best play callers in the NFL. Matthew Stafford, his quarterback now, not Jared Goff. Capable wide receivers and tight ends. They are going to attack and attack deep against the secondary, which could lead to a lot more points. So if I'm looking for cracks in the foundation of this football game, Kevin, I see a little bit more cracks in the secondary here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think the Rams can exploit that. Donnie, from a player props perspective, was there anything that caught your eye? Because I'll tell you this, the running back rooms are difficult. The Bucs don't like their running backs. The Rams have a banged-up running back in Daryl Henderson and play a team you can't run the ball against. When you go over to the Rams side of the receiving game there, Cooper Cup has been the guy with Stafford. The Bucs have an interesting situation where if Antonio Brown is out, that's more opportunity for Godwin and Evans, no doubt about it, Donnie. Yeah, if I'm looking towards a side here, which I do think the Rams are going to win, that's where I'm going to slant things over to. And I love the fact that you have these prop parlays that you can use on the FanDuel Sportsbook because you have to have some added incentive, almost a correlation of a football game. If you think the Rams are going to win, Kevin, that means Matthew Stafford's going to have a pretty good football game, right? So if you take a look here, Stafford to throw two touchdowns or more in the game when it's at 55 and a half, and the Rams to win, you can boost that up to 168. In what world would Stafford throw one touchdown and then easily beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and score a lot of points? That's not happening. Also, take a look at Matthew Stafford, two and a half touchdown passes to the over, plus 144. A lot of good stuff on this game. No doubt about it. Also, probably go over his pass attempts prop. More NFL breakdown next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports Grid and Donnie, moving from what I believe is the game of the week in Rams Bucks to Sunday Night Football, which is another really, really good game. You might have the four best teams in the NFC all facing off this weekend. The Niners host the Green Bay Packers as three point favorites. The total for this game is 50 and a half. Aaron Rodgers off of a four-touchdown performance against that Detroit Lions defense. The Niners holding the Eagles in check to only 11 points in their own building. What do you think about this matchup here between another pair of NFC contenders? 
Yeah, typically in the past, you're saying, where can you sign me up on the San Francisco 49ers to pummel the Green Bay Packers? Because the old adage is, hey, they're a good regular season team, but when they face a real physical team, they can't hold up. And what have they shown you in those type of performances to try to go elsewhere or otherwise? Now, when I look at this football game on its edge, I I thought Green Bay would bounce back and be strong on offense. They did. And also keep in mind, they put up into the 30s and basically took the fourth quarter entirety off. They could have ran it up and got close to 50 points in this game, but they didn't. Like the way Aaron Rodgers played, loved the way Aaron Jones was used out of the backfield. A completely dominant performance from start to finish, at least from the offensive perspective. The defense leaves a lot to be desired. But what are we looking for here, Kevin, with the San Francisco 49ers in this game? This isn't the same team they played in the NFC Championship a couple years ago. Multiple home run hitters out of the backfield. A dominant George Kittle. Everybody working in unison from the wide receivers to the offensive line to the play caller, Jimmy Garoppolo, doing just enough to win games and leaning on an absolutely filthy defense. Now, they're a little bit more less talented, if that's even a word I can use here, heading into this football game. But the thing I don't like, Kevin, is the offense for the 49ers. Where are the points coming from in this game where you can run it up and say, I know I'm going to get 27 points or more out of the 49ers here? Brandon Ayuk seems to be in the doghouse. I love Debo Samuel. Sherfield, okay. George Kittle has yet to light the fuse on the 2021 season where we see eight catches, 145 yards, and two scores. Maybe it comes this week. But more particularly, no team has schemed better from the running back position than Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. They're electric in the running game. They use the running game like passes. They expect to hit home runs. But when you're losing your starter, your secondary running back, third, fourth, and fifth stringers, it's only enough that you can do. And also keep in mind, the 49ers are not underdogs in this football game. They're laying more than a field goal. I like the Green Bay Packers here to cover that number in San Francisco on Sunday Night Football in primetime. Man, Donnie, I'm seeing it the other way. That's so interesting because I now think about Rodgers on the road as somebody that I'm not all that excited to get to the window on. And I think the gap between these two teams on the defensive side of the football is big. I I look at this total of 50 and a half, and boy, this sounds insane to say. I worry more about the Rodgers-led offense than the Garoppolo-led offense. If Again, if we can make you know legitimate assumptions through two weeks of football, this Green Bay defense is bad. That 17 mark that they held the Lions to with all of the points coming in the first half should have easily been more. But things started to fall apart for the Lions, almost kind of self-destructing, if you will, in the second half of that game. And I look at this as another game, Don, where there's a lot of good anytime touchdown bets that you can make. Aaron Jones off of a four-touchdown game, minus 125. Devontae Adams is minus 120. We haven't seen him get into the end zone yet. That feels unlikely to continue. And even George Kittle at plus 130, the Packers through two weeks of the season have allowed three tight end touchdowns each game, allowing one here. I think Kittle very well, Donnie, can find himself into the end zone as well. Yeah, he should be able to get home. And and I've been pressing that button, quite frankly, in the first two weeks on George Kittle and had not been impressed yet. But maybe he does break out in this one. Also, keep in mind, you do have some injuries here that you want to worry about also for Green Bay. Elgin Jenkins, a very versatile and solid offensive lineman here, has not practiced this week for the Green Bay Packers with an ankle injury. Sat out Wednesday, sat out Thursday. We'll see because a lot of the times, and if you're new to gambling and handicapping or taking a look at the NFL as always, use these practice reports to your advantage here. And keep in mind, some guys take, you know, veteran days off during the week. Some guys just have like a Wednesday practice. They never practice to rest their knee. But Friday lets you know who's going to be good to go for the game. Because if you practice Friday, you'll be in the lineup Sunday. If you don't practice Friday, there's a really good chance that you're going to miss that football game. And sometimes with some of these key injuries, you can get a jump on where you think that line's going to go as opposed to waiting for the inactive on Sunday morning. But overall for this football game, also, Kevin, look at the San Francisco 49ers. Who have they played the first two weeks here? Jared Goff, the quarterback, and the Detroit Lions. We didn't have high hopes for that offense coming into the season. Also, take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles. We love the Eagles here. But Jalen Hurts, still an unknown commodity, a rookie head coach calling the plays. You know, rookies to second years completely across the board at the wide receiver position. They're not really showing up much. Now you're getting maybe one of the best quarterbacks of all time that you're going to get. I just think it's a little bit of a step up in class here. Not to say the 49ers can't win, but if that hook is out there on the three and a half, that's the way where I'm leaning in this one. And I do think that that hook was out there earlier in the week. It'll be interesting to see if it does yeah. come back around. Another good game here in the NFC is Seattle, Minnesota. 
And you might hear me say and say, what? Minnesota's 0-2. They could so easily be 2-0. That team not being 1-1 is an injustice. The Seahawks are Seahawking early. They're just giving you a whole bunch of what are they doing? Huh? Huh? What? That game last week against Tennessee, they're up multiple scores. How do they lose that game? Who cares? It was great for Donnie getting you that money line dog this week. By the way, pick six is coming up. Excited to see who Mm -hmm. Donnie's got for a money line dog this week. But what do you make of this one here, Donnie? 55 and a half, another huge total. Seattle, a two and a half point road favorite. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. When Russell Wilson is playing within himself, That means, hey, we're going to get a good football game out of Seattle, I understand. But when they say, hey, Russ, go out there and win this football game for us, it's exciting to watch. If you take a look at the offense, there are weapons all over the place. Now, you could say you might not like Kirk Cousins, but he's going to approach 300 yards or more passing in this football game. He's just going to do that. You're looking at two really good wide receivers here for the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook, who has been banged up during the week, did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. Keep your eye on that. He is as tough as it gets. If you remember him back at Florida State playing on torn hamstrings and rushing like 1,800 yards, he was outrageous. So there is a way to get into the football game. Dalvin Cook will be there, and this one looks like an ankle injury. But flip it over to the other side with Russell Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett, Swain, Everett. You say, okay, well, how do they match up? This is a secondary that is really struggling for the Minnesota Vikings. So if you engage Russell Wilson and Minnesota has a pulse on offense, which I think they will, this game could be the highest scoring game of the week. But from a Mm. team total perspective, if you engage Russell Wilson, he's not stopping. If you dial up plays deep, he will throw that football. But if Minnesota comes out and says, hey, let's play it close to the vest, Seattle will say, we'll play it close to the vest as well. I think we get points in this game. But, Kevin, again, we're not looking at 48 and a half. Oh, that's a high number. 54, don't touch that one. 55 and you got to score. 31 30 is what you need this game to be put on a pedestal at. Mm-hmm. But also from a side perspective, if Russ is laying less than three points, I'm always looking towards Seattle in some way, shape, or form. Let me just say, though, Seattle, again, they're a wild team. Minus 106 to lay two and a half points. Minus 130 money line. Pay the 24 cents if you're a Seattle backer and don't worry about some wild extra point nonsense that this game just feels absolutely built for. The thing about Seattle, we've gone over this a couple of times here on the show. Almost 80% of the points they have scored this season have come in the first half. Why? I don't know, but that is still how it's played out. Their team total is 14 in the first half. Perhaps Russ goes out there and gives you two touchdowns. If you could get it at 13 and a half by chance for the first half team total, that would make a lot of sense. I'll also add a player prop from this game. The man of the hour, the guy we keep talking about, Russell Wilson, 281 and a half. Kyler Murray threw for 400 yards against this passing defense here. This game, I think, is close, whether it's high scoring or low scoring, probably high scoring. And I think that means more Russell Wilson attempts. I think him getting to the 300-yard mark is likely in this football game. Coming up against the break here on the early line, when we come back, some more games to break down, including Mac Jones against Jameis Winston. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Reinside breaking down the week three slate for the NFL. And we move over to New England where the Patriots host the New Orleans Saints as field goal favorites. Low total here, Donnie, for a couple of teams that have both played 2-0 and to the under 42 and a half. Yeah, offensive production in this game might be at a minimum here. We'll see what structure that they come with. Now, also keep in mind, sometimes who you play, how you play them, really factors into your game plan. One of the best game plan guys in the business, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel. The Patriots will have a sound one here. If you looked at week one, yeah, let's sort of wait out to a Tiger by low in that offense. We'll win it in the end, but they fumbled the football in the end, took the loss. Last week versus the New York Jets, for those Patriots, what did they do, Kevin? Let's wait out this rookie. He'll throw us the football, and he did. We don't have to make too many plays on offense. Play within yourself, Mac Jones. We'll get this win easily. Now, what's going to take place in this game that you're trying to deviate from what you saw from the New England Patriots over the first two weeks? Because you saw week one from New Orleans. Boy, maybe they're headed for the Super Bowl. Maybe Jameis Winston is the MVP of football. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Turned into a devastating loss to the Carolina Panthers, where they look terrible here. And maybe you chalk it up to some injuries on defense. Maybe you chalk it up to like 10 coaches missing that week's performance in practice, getting the team ready. But now those coaches are back and coaching. But I look at this number here, and there's no traps technically in football. You had the de facto road slash home game for New Orleans week one, another road game in Carolina. Now week three, another road game in Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Now, the weather conditions here, sometimes you look at, say, New England, might be a little bit cool, chilly, rainy. Not the case. going to be about 70 degrees on Sunday. Good weather here. I'm looking for a bounce-back performance from the New Orleans Saints in this game. Do I think they can win this game? Sure. That's why I'm going to back them here. But you know what I like even better? Give me the three points. The three points in this game, Kevin, when we take a look at other games across, like, hey, the Rams getting one and a half points. No, they're going to have to win that football game and play extremely well. I don't know how much these offenses are going to be able to move up and down the field in each one of those defenses. So points to me will be at a premium. I think a good bounce-back effort here with coaches back in the building for Jamie Swinston in that offense. I think they can hang around this football game, possibly win, but I'm looking to take the points here with the New Orleans Saints. It's a game that has to be close. I can't see a world where it isn't close, and if that's the case, Mm -hmm. then taking three makes a lot of sense. The interesting thing is, how do you get a read on this Saints offense? Week one, perfect, right? Five touchdowns, incredibly efficient. Week two, horrifying. The One of the worst offensive performances Sean Payton surely has ever seen his team put forward. And now you play a legitimate defense in the New England Patriots that is off to a great start to this season. Do the Pats get a little bit of that, you know, Panthers and Broncos situation of, ah, you played a Miami and a Jets offense that we don't expect a ton from. What do we know about this Saints offense here? Because these are low totals. These are good defenses. Do you just keep playing unders until you end up not being able to cash those tickets because it's worked thus far? What jumped off to the page to me when I went through this game was a player prop, though, for Alvin Kamara over 57.5 rushing yards. I think this is a bit of a buy-low situation where he had a very light performance against Carolina because they were three and out, three and out, and then they were down double-digit scores. If this is close, they'll be able to run the ball with Alvin Kamara. Get the ball to your best player, and he still absolutely is is that for this team. We saw last week the Pats dominate the Jets and still give up 150 rushing yards in that game. I think Kamara has a strong one on the ground. Also, keep in mind James White, when we get some receptions props for him, that was a target player we talked about earlier in the week. Another game I'm excited to get to here because, boy, listen, is Jacksonville just going to be the team you pick on week in, week out? Your survivor pool players, I am sure, are lining up to take the Arizona Cardinals here. Seven and a half point road favorites. Donnie, the total checks in at 51 and a half. 
Yeah, it seems about right on both sides here. Now, when you take a look at a total, very rarely do you take an Arizona Cardinals game and say, boy, I really like the under in this one. They are electric on offense. They're going up against a very bad defense. But the case in point that we see over the first couple weeks of an NFL season, what's real and what's not, is the first game that we saw with Trevor Lawrence, three touchdowns, three interceptions, a lot of yards and points on the board. Is that real? Or is the second week where you take a 7-0 lead over the Denver Broncos and then don't do anything the rest of the game and throw for around 120 yards? You need a running mate to get totals here. I tend to think that the Denver Broncos defense is a very good defense, and maybe you're looking at more of an equating defense with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, they do have a good pass rush. They even had a guy get five sacks in one game opening day versus the Tennessee Titans. But I do think there should be points on the board because the opportunities for the Jacksonville Jaguars will be there. If you're looking at an electric offense like we think Arizona Cardinal, the Arizona Cardinals are, they should be able to score and score quickly. Four plays, 64 yards and a touchdown, a minute 45 off the clock. So we're not looking for a slowdown performance out of the Cardinals. If I'm looking anywhere in this, do I think Arizona can cover this? Yes, I do. It's a road team favored by seven and a half. They will win the football game, and I would be shocked if they didn't do that. But what I'm hoping for here, and I think can happen, you have some weapons for Jacksonville. You have some good wide receivers. You have a kid with some talent at quarterback. Yes, he is young. He will make, make mistakes. But I like mistakes a lot of the times out of quarterbacks who are willing to make those. Case in point, week one, three touchdowns with three interceptions. That usually is fantastic for a total, a team total, an over in the game. I'm looking for points in this game and a bounce-back effort on the offensive side of the football for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll like the over here, Kevin. Interesting, because I think this is an under-football game, Donnie. I look at the Arizona Cardinals as an offense that's obviously off to a phenomenal start. 38 points week one, 34 points week two. But is this a team that is going to just sleepwalk into the 30s week in, and week out, DeAndre Hopkins a little bit banged up here coming into this game. His status could very well be questionable. That's an important one to check on the practice reports today as you continue to gear up for this football game. I think that the Jacksonville offense, too, is going to be in for a difficult spot here against a Cardinals defense that... I've been impressed by. Yes, I understand they gave up 33 last week to Minnesota, and they probably should have lost that football game. But they started to tighten down as that game went on. They kind of, you know, and it's not surprising, right? You read your own press clippings a little bit after that week one performance against Tennessee, and Minnesota can kind of punch you in the mouth. But they settled down in the second half of that football game here. 51 and a half is a big number when I look at a Jaguars team that right now it's hard to legitimately back on the offensive side of the football. I'll also tell you this, they've got touchdown scores up for this game here. Arizona defensive or a special teams touchdown at plus 410 is a big shot, but not a shot that I think is out of reach here in this game. Want to go over to Broncos Jets, Donnie, because boy, the Broncos, could you ask for anything more from the schedule makers? Like the San Diego Padres right now are looking over at the NFL slate saying, now hold on, where was, where was that when they were putting together our back end of the schedule here? Denver plays three of the worst teams in the NFL to start the season, but they're covering numbers and they look good on both sides of the ball, laying double digits here in their home opener against the New York Jets, a total checking in at 41 and a half. If you're batting the Jets in this game, the old saying goes, yeah, any given Sunday, the team can rise up from the clutches of defeat and steal a victory here. But for me, this is not one of those weeks here for the Jets. Watching them the first two weeks, and maybe you can say the Carolina Panthers have a really good defense. Maybe you can say the New England Patriots had a really good defense. But you know, you can also say the Denver Broncos have a really good defense. So what changes here from an offensive perspective here when you're taking a look at Zach Wilson and that offense? They have an okay offensive line. I'll give them that. Corey Davis is a legitimate NFL wide receiver, but they don't have anything else behind them here. If you're going to get a good pass rush with a good secondary, just like we saw the first two weeks going up against the Jets, Kevin, what changes? I look at the line as it opened, and even before, I'm like, you know what? I look at this and say, forget about the minus 10. Let's just center on the game itself. It feels to me like, you know, you have some of those games that you look at and say, it's not high enough. The line just isn't high enough. Any line, I'm taking, oh, 14 and a half. Yeah, the Broncos will knock them out. 16 and a half, yeah, sounds about right. Broncos should win this game easier. Now, obviously, we're hovering around that double-digit range. But what in the first two weeks is going to show us that the Jets are capable of hanging around outside of maybe a late touchdown to get with inside the cover? 
if you're betting football teams where you say, I don't think I have a chance to win, but I can hang around that number, you're going to lose more mm-hmm. than you're going to win here. When I look at the Denver Broncos on the road the first two weeks, it is going to be an action-packed atmosphere out there in Denver for their first home game going up against the Gents with a chance to go 3-0 and and maybe say, hey, we're here for the playoffs. Hey, Chiefs, you paying attention to us? We're going to be one team to reckon with here for the rest of the way. It just doesn't – it can't get any higher for me. Like, the, the New York Jets are a bad football team. If we look at the total of 10, my question to you, Kevin, is do you think the Jets – can get even into double digits in this football game. And if they can't, they have no chance at covering the 10, the 10 and a half. That's the, it's the perfect question. I put a, a little just like quote on the game notes that I took for this one of the Broncos only beat bad teams to remind myself that if I say that, what are the Jets? They fit the same description. Even if you think everything Denver has done is, you know, fugazi and it's not actually going to continue, it certainly should still cover against the Jets because this is the thing about when you play bad teams is Denver's not playing bad teams and barely winning. No, they're winning comfortably. They should have beat the Giants by 20 points. They, they settled for a 14-point victory. They beat Jacksonville by 10. And again, that was still on the road. And they were up comfortably in that football game the whole way. It's one of those deals where I think I agree with Donnie. If you're taking the Jets plus 10.5, you're probably just hoping for a backdoor cover. The only thing I would say about the Jets and a chance to cover this is I have been impressed by their defense. Like, Last week, I know they gave up 25 to New England, but they were in bad spots all week because of the Zach Wilson interceptions. 41 and a half might not be low enough. More breakdown than the pick six is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, three more games to get to here on the early line. Then we'll give you our pick six. We started off in Buffalo. The Bills host the Washington footballs in Buffalo as seven-point favorites. A (laughs) 45-and-a-half total, Donnie. Expected a lot of windy conditions, I do believe, in this game. What do you make of this one here? Yeah, it's, it's one of the tougher games for me to cap this week. You get some extra time to prepare coming off that Thursday night win that you had over the New York Giants, but you're going to go up in competition playing the Buffalo Bills. But, oh, yeah, just because they lost week one, they played really well on defense. Week two, yeah, they shut out the Miami Dolphins. So they are loaded for bear at home in some windier conditions. Do we trust enough with Taylor Heineke in this football game? Because you take a look at the Sandal Sportsbook here, laying seven points and over under a 45 and a half. I actually tend to lean more towards the over in this game than I do under. And you say, well, wait a second. You just said the Buffalo Bills played extremely well week one on defense and also got a shutout in week two. But I think Taylor Heineke being a mobile quarterback, can 
make some plays with his feet, but also looking more from a perspective, Kevin, of the Buffalo Bills on offense. I like overall the sense of the Washington football team defense because they have an elite defensive line, but their secondary is really struggling. So when you take a look at what the Buffalo Bills do well, they're not lining up with a fullback and running the football into your front seven. They're going to go five wide with an athletic quarterback and Josh Allen in the backfield and throw deep shots here. Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, those guys should be able to eat on the outside. And I do think Taylor Heineke can make enough plays where they can approach their team total, Kevin, of around 17 points. I like the over in this game more than a side. Would be really surprised, however, if the Washington football team went on the road and got a victory in Buffalo. I don't see any world where Washington goes into Buffalo and gets a win. I struggle to see a world where they go in there and are competitive. Buffalo is better than them on both sides of the football, especially defensively, because Buffalo has been great on that side of the ball. And Washington is as overrated on that side as I've been telling you all year long. This is the game for Josh Allen to get right. Luckily for him, playing a bad defense here because J.A.'s not been off to the start of the year that the people of Buffalo, who I back support and say exclusively good things about, this is not what we have wanted to see here as Bill's backers. I think they get right here. Really, the only hesitation would be the extra rest that Washington has coming into this game. But I think the Bills win. I think they win comfortably. And one prop that's not up yet, but you can get a sense of what the number will be, is the Josh Allen passing plus rushing prop. We talk about it. There's very few quarterbacks who get that. Your Lamar Jacksons, your Kyler Murrays, your Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen is another. His passing yards is 268.5. His rushing number is 36.5. Combine them, a slightly over 300 number should be the prop, and I think he gets over the number, and I think Buffalo looks good here in their Week 3 game against Washington. Another game that we've seen a lot of movement on. Boy, oh boy, the Pittsburgh Steelers stink, right? I've been saying it now after that game against Vegas. Donnie's been telling you that Big Ben looks disastrous at the quarterback position well certainly this number is starting to agree everybody seemingly clicking on Cincinnati this number down from I saw five and a half earlier in the week to a flat field goal against the Cincinnati Bengals Donnie low total 43 and a half yeah trying to buy in a little bit more to the Bengals but keep in mind last week again you can't just go by the final score the Bengals got really beat up by the Chicago Bears last week if it wasn't for Justin Fields letting them back in the game late that was a game where they weren't scoring double digits so now you go up against a formidable defense you might even be getting some help back last week Devin Bush out looks like he's going to play this weekend Joe Hayden actually had a full practice yesterday on a Thursday so things are looking up but also taking the fact that TJ Watt limited in practice this week with a groin injury and that is the key to your defensive front and if you can get get pressure and not get pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. But let's take that out of the equation because I want to talk Pittsburgh Steelers offense here. It's completely broken. And I'll say it every week we talk about the Steelers. Big Ben lost weight. Oh, my goodness, our new offensive coordinator. We're not going to be predictable (laughs) this year. Look at all the weapons that we have. We drafted a running back in the first round who's going to cure our running back issues here in one fail swoop. The offensive line stinks. Big Ben is older. Big Ben is hurt now. And the offense is doing the same thing they did last year. Quick slant, quick slant, quick out, quick out, deep ball, jump ball to Claypool in front of, you know, one or two defenders out here. Hopefully he can make a play. Let's take a look at Deontay Johnson this weekend coming in. He's having a very good season one of their better wide receivers on the team. He hasn't practiced this week due to that knee injury. So if he is down, that takes one of those components out. And what are we getting out of Ben Roethlisberger? A pectoral injury to a guy who can't push the football down the field? So now you, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you can condense the field and play closer to the line of scrimmage. It's not screaming to me, I need to take the Bengals in this game. But the one thing I won't be doing is yelling at my TV screen on Sunday, why, oh, why, Kevin, did I back the Pittsburgh Steelers knowing Big Ben is still their quarterback? I wrote in my notes, Pittsburgh's team total is 23 at home against the Cincinnati Bengals at a disgrace for them. That is a disgrace for them. How, what? What? Like, and the thing is, how do you agree? As Donnie said, who's running the window to back Pittsburgh here? I think the funny thing is, though, as hard as I have been on the Steelers, the pick is laying three points. Hope that their defense can carry him. Maybe Claypool does get explosive here. Perhaps Najee Harris can have a big player, too, because 
The number has gone down so low at this point. I think you have to lay the three points with the Steelers here. You know you're getting value if you have any respect for what the opening number was here on the Steelers at home. A three-point favorite against the Bengals. That says that these two teams are power rated the exact same. I've not been exaggerating when I've been saying Pittsburgh comes off like a bottom 10 team in the NFL. I think that can be true, but they can also cover this three-point spread here against the Cincinnati Bengals. One more to get to before we hit our pick six. The New York Giants three-point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons. 47 and a half is the over-under. I can't help but smile. Daniel Jones and the lads laying three to Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. What do you make of this one, Donnie? Yeah, originally in the week I said, you know what, I just want to take any team that's going against that Atlanta Falcons defense. You just press that button on taking a team total over. And then you see what some of the numbers come out, 25 and a half, 26 and a half for the Giants. He said, no, wait a second here. Look, I think Daniel Jones can move the football. I really do. They have some good wide receivers on the New York Giants, but I still can't get over that horrendous and now injured offensive line for the Giants. But I think your premise is right. Now, wait a second. We're usually trying to angle our way into taking the points with the Giants and trying to make sense of it. Now you're trying to angle yourself in and say they are a favorite, that if it's a three-point line, theoretically, you're going to have to win by closer to a touchdown margin to cash in on that ticket. I'm not so sure the Giants are up to it here, but I don't want to outsmart myself again because I'm looking for ways to take the Giants on offense going against that horrendous defense for Atlanta. It'll be nice weather in the Meadowlands here in New Jersey on Sunday, just like we talked about being nice weather up in New England for the New England Patriots game. But are we buying too much in and saying, boy, Atlanta is just really bad? Did they play an Eagles team that was on their P's and Q's opening week, and then you played the world champions at home in their own stadium after a mini bye week? I think Atlanta will be competitive in this way. But I do think the Giants can score, but I'm just not trusting them right now with that offensive line, Kevin. I look at this game. I don't see any world where I'm going to lay three points with the Giants, but they do have that extra rest from Thursday night football, and Atlanta's been bad. We know Atlanta's been bad, but they were in that game against the Bucs. It was 28-25, and then Matt Ryan had two pick sixes, like back-to-back, and that obviously made everything a mess. I think over 47.5 as a whole, there should be enough here from both teams to get you over that number. Some player props that stand out. Talked about Saquon as a target guy. 61.5 rush yards. The extra rest, I think he gets there. I think he gets into the end zone as well at minus 145. And a bigger shot on a touchdown score, Kyle Pitts. It's about time this guy gets into the end zone. We've seen the Giants give up tight end touchdowns in each of their first two games to start this season. I think plus 210 is a worthwhile play on Kyle Pitts there as they start to use him more and more in this offense. All right, Donnie, pick six time here. Expectations mm-hmm. are high. That tag team teaser still 2-0. and One of us is eventually going to mess this up, and I just hope it is you, my friend. But start things off for us here. Where are we going? Pick six. Let's spin it around. Yeah, I got to say, I, lo- I love the six picks that we give out on a Friday. It always makes it fun. We usually root on each other, but there's that devious part of us that, you know what, I hope that teaser goes up in flames <laughs> and it's his fault. So we'll keep an eye on that. But my pick six here, touchdown score for the week. Why not? If I think a game is going to be in the 50s and totaling about 55 and a half, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams, look at Rob Gronkowski. If we're in the red zone, he is going to be a target. If no Antonio Brown in this game, you have to look for some outer levels here. And I doubt Jalen Ramsey will be one-on-one with Gronkowski in the end zone. I think we can get a mismatch. I'll take him at plus 115. My money line dog, which I'm 2-0 and on so far, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers bucking the trend of they can't play against a physical football team and take them sitting at a plus 140. My under of the week, the Bears and the Browns under 45. A lot of runs, not a lot of passing in this game. A good defense on the Chicago Bears side. Justin Fields, hey, maybe he makes a red zone mistake here, which I would love. I think that game stays under the 45. The alt line, the Chargers, I think they're going to be in this game. I think they can win this game. But if we don't think that Kansas City covers lines effectively, I'm going to buy this one down, or should I say sell this one down, to plus 3.5 as opposed to plus 6.5 and and get the plus 140 back. I think the Chargers have been it all the way through, and I've been pressing the George Kittle button. He has been costing me money this season, but I think he steps up to the plate (laughs) in prime time. 
going against that Green Bay Packers defense. He should be able to get the 60 yards to cash in that ticket for over 58 and a half receiving yards. And then my teaser game here is the Saints, a lower scoring game. I'm going to question. I'm going to say, you know what? Sean Payton and that coaching staff will be back intact and healthy this week. It'll be a close game. I'm going to take the Saints over a touchdown here on my teaser. That is my pick six, Kevin. Where are you going with yours? I got to say, first of all, that Saints teaser, like I saw that, I went, wow, how did I look past that? That is a great, great teaser pick there. A lot of plus money on the board for the people as well. I am a big fan of that. For my pick six, we start with an anytime touchdown score where I think you're actually buying low on one of the best players in the NFL. That's Devontae Adams. Minus 120. Remember on Monday when he was minus 230 to get into the end zone here? Let's buy low. Devontae Adams scores a touchdown. Moneyline dog. Look, I apologize while it is low. I wasn't going to just give a bigger price on a team I didn't think would win. The Rams plus 108 still qualifies. I think they win the game at home against the defending Super Bowl champions here. Four and under, which I'm 2-0 and oh on. Because the one thing about overbetters, they know when to bet unders because they stay away from those games. I think it's under <laughs> yeah. 51 and a half in Jags Cardinals. I don't love Donnie saying he loves the over in the game when we were breaking it Let's down. Over. But I think Let's that... I, I, which is hilarious, but I really do think that at some point Arizona has to stay within reason. And I think the Jaguars are really going to struggle to move the football against that pass rush there. The alt line plus money over 48 and a half Raiders Dolphins at plus 160. If this was the legitimate total, I wouldn't have batted an eye and still lean towards the over. I think it's a great shout. At plus 160, we talked about the yards prop. Alvin Kamara over 57 and a half rush yards. The attempts will be there, and the Pats have been vulnerable against the run. We close it out. The teaser game hopefully move that tag team teaser to 3-0. The Bills minus one. I almost made it my alt line. They win this football game against Washington going away. That'll do it for the pick six for myself. I'm going to step out. Donnie will talk to Ariel to let you know what's coming up on the morning after. Keep it right here on SportsGrid. The early line rolls on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the week here for the early line on a football Friday right here on the Sports Grid Network. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, as always, setting the table for the morning after Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens. I love it. It is a football Friday. We are ready for weekend action. Ariel, good morning and welcome in. 
Happy Football Friday to you, Donnie. We yeah. are officially yeah. underway in week three of the NFL season. We've got another week of college football to talk about as well. We have Major League Baseball winding down. I absolutely love this time of year. September, October are the best sports months, hands down. Absolutely. Last night, a Panthers win, but maybe a costly victory. We'll see how long Christian McCaffrey is out. Now, Kevin and I do a radio show at night, In Play Sports Tonight. Excited for the NFL whenever it plays. I was yawning, Ariel, during the game last night. But, hey, there they go. Carolina Panthers 3-0. and Any thoughts on that football game last night? Were you yawning like myself? I was, and I was yelling. I was so frustrated because the handicap that I had about Robbie Anderson was spot on, except for just not on Robbie Anderson. The longest receptions props are great props to target on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And the prop was, or the, the handicap was, that Houston can allow for at least two or three wide receivers to have 20-yard receptions or more for their longest reception. Well, DJ Moore right off the bat, done. There were two other receivers on that Panthers team that had a reception for over 20 yards. It just wasn't Robbie Anderson. In fact, there was really nothing that went to Robbie Anderson. It was extremely frustrating, and I will no longer be betting on Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, come on. One catch, 55 yards. That's what you do. I also lost on a Robbie Anderson prop last night for his first catch of the game to go over 11 and a half yards at plus 104. That went up in smoke as he had, yes, one catch for eight yards in a losing effort. As you said, Major League Baseball coming down the backstretch here. Philadelphia Phillies trying to get close to the Atlanta Braves. We'll see if they can overcome that. Also, the interesting doings of the AL East. But you know who's going to be talking about that coming up? You guessed it, people. Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens on the morning after three hours right here on the Sports Grid Network. Thanks for tuning in to The Early Line. And as always, we'll see you guys back on Monday. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.